My name is Lightning, he's Holman, and we're actually coming to you live from Pomona, California, the Off-Road Expo. And this is one big ass show. And I think this marks the first time we've ever done kind of a live show, right? Yeah, I think this is the first time that we've done like a remote um, that we haven't been in the studio. Obviously we've done uh, interviews, but this is the first time the entire show is done on site somewhere. Uh, obviously Off-Road Expo, huge in Southern California. It's one of the biggest uh, off-road shows in the West Coast. And uh, we're here and we got a ton of stuff to talk about. So the first thing is we want to thank Nissan for making the show possible. Um, the Nissan Titan, you guys need to get down to your local Nissan dealer, check it out. I know that Nissan is really well represented out here. Yeah, there's quite a few Nissan Titans out here. And don't forget, uh, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. The Truck Show podcast would not be possible without uh, our presenting sponsor, Nissan. And then I also noticed that Decked is out here. Decked is our newest uh, partner, and Decked makes amazingly well-engineered storage solutions for basically any truck on the road today. Well, most modern trucks, right? Yeah, if you uh, have a full-size truck, a mid-size truck, or even a van, Decked has an awesome cargo solution for you, and uh, we'll talk to them later in the show. Very cool. So I think the first thing we do is play the intro. Are we ready for that? I think we have to start every show with the intro, so I'm in <laughs> complete agreement. Okay, I'll right, do this. I'd like a beer first. The Truck Show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck, cause truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel, and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Holman, I think our first stop should be the uh, four-wheeler off-road tent outside. So let's head out there and we're, what time is it? We're supposed to meet uh, listeners as if someone's actually going to show up. I don't think anybody's going to show up. There's no way. We had people who liked our Instagram and Facebook posts when we talked about it. Honestly, it's got to be you and me staring at each other. Yeah, a a pretty stack much. of stickers. I hope you have a lot of battery in that thing because you and I are going to be talking a lot to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's head over there. This is a one hell of a big event. I think it's bigger than it's ever been. More sponsors out here than I've ever seen. Uh, I still haven't watched the entire show and it's only noon. But you know what? It's noon. You know what that means? We are in the four-wheeler booth. Yes, we are. And we ran into who? Clint and Chris. And you guys are wearing Truck Show Podcast mother t-shirts <laughs> we will put the picture on our uh, socials at truck show podcast because we've been asking and we've been asking and we've been begging and we've been asking some more show us your t-shirts we, we got like 200 of them we just assumed that they're just going like they, they're turned into like shop rags or something like that and then here they are they're out in the wild like what in the what so you've got a beef you want to take up with us is that the, well, the deal we got to find out more about you guys' background Holman, I didn't know he had a JK. First of all, obviously we're off-road guys because we're at the Off-Road Expo. So we love trucks, but we're really into Jeeps and Hummers. And we never knew that you had gone to Hammers till you kind of let it slip like a couple weeks ago. You got to give us more of these backstories because we want to know. Oh, interesting. Oh, well, you know, we just assume that people really don't care. And we ended up we ended up editing out a lot of our personal stories. We forget that you guys and we just... we argue about like what it should be. and uh, People don't care. People don't care that we have a Jeep. People don't care that you went to the... Apparently they care. I mean, we, we literally, we get, we, get in, we get into big old arguments about what should we leave in and how much personal chatter well, we should leave in. Say. Anybody who shows up to our meet and greet at Off-Road Expo at 12 noon on time wearing the t-shirt that we sent them has a whole lot of weight in my book. I'm proud we're rocking it. So. So, yeah. so here's my question. If you guys cut a bunch of chatter out, how long do you actually record? Because there's still like an hour, 30 minutes. So are you there all day? What's our longest, three and a half hours? Uh, I think was it was it the gala soda or no? No, no. There was something else that we were complaining, and it was actually longer. Actually, you were complaining because you're gonna like, how am I gonna edit this down, right? Because was it it wasn't Ted. It was something where we had like three call-in guests, and it was super long. I don't remember which one. I don't know. We just go long, and it's funny because the first episode that we did, we recorded like 44 minutes worth, and we thought, oh my god, no one will ever listen to this. It was so, it felt so long. We had, we didn't have enough to say. No, yeah, the, the whole premise when we first started this was 60-minute shows, and nobody wanted 60 minutes, and we kept going long, and they're like, we want more. So we kind of aim around 90, and then we've had a couple over two hours. Where we're like, we just can't cut anymore. It's just so this is the stuff that I would cut out. This is boring. <laughs> Not to us. So my one last comment I'll make is you see how many thousands of people are walking around here. Clearly a lot of off-roaders in SoCal. 
So don't, uh, all over. So don't hesitate to put in more off-road content. We love it. It's interesting. So this is a battle because, and I'd love you guys to weigh in on this. So you're here, born and raised in SoCal, I would assume, and this is part of our culture out here. But if you're in Missouri or you're in Idaho or you're in Florida, they don't have this terrain. So inherently, they don't drive the vehicles we do. They've got the mall crawlers. They have drag race trucks. They have all that. But I love off-road. Holman here has got a career based in off-road, but we're worried that if we go too heavy with off-road, you know, the guys in Florida are like, F you, I'm out. I bet you if you compare the amount of Jeep Wrangler sales to most any other platform across the whole country, there's a lot of people, even if they might not have our terrain, which I feel bad for them because we have amazing terrain. <laughs> But although they have woods and we don't oh, really have yeah. woods, and they have a lot of mud. Wood, mud. Yeah, they get to drive on the beach. We don't get to drive on the beach out here. Yeah, no, I'm jealous about that. Off-road, off-road nation is everywhere. So, and you don't have to turn in an off-road podcast, obviously, but obviously it's got a great pairing with the truck I culture. Think, and I think we do a pretty good job of balancing it out. We've got a little bit of lifted lower, a little bit of everything in between. You like that? See what you did there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, you know, I, I think the, what we fear is uh, we were recently called California pompousness. We're not 100% sure what that means. But uh, we're deeply sorry. I think the guy meant arrogance. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think it was I, just, you know, people assume that, I don't know, from around the country that, do you, I mean, when you fly out of state and they're like, hey, where, where are you from? And you say California, do they give you, do they give you like a side eye look or oh, what? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's that whole coast, coast bias. Everybody thinks that we're all, the same. you know, all into ourselves out here, but we're just a bunch of blue collar people working just like everybody else. So. Amen. Amen. But, but they think we're all. But they think we're all like. They think we're all like Hollywood, though. That's the problem. No. And and we. I we work. We've worked. You, you worked on Wilshire Boulevard, yeah, which is in that Wilshire corridor. And I worked it at K Rock. There are a lot of liberals up there. This is not. You come out to an event like this, and it's our people. You see Trump flags. You know, it's and we're in the heart of Southern California. It's not what people in the Midwest expect from Californians. Yeah, there are thousands and thousands of dirt people here in SoCal, so. We don't have to call us dirt people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Desert people, there we go. Desert people. Uh, favorite part of the show, worst part of the show? Stuff we should more of and stuff we should have less of. Honestly, I'm an off-road guy, so I'm biased off-road. The more off-road, the better. I personally like rock crawling. I love hammers. Um, and I have an H3 that I solid axle swap, so I don't hear anything Hummer related, except for sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. Hold on. I, I have a soft spot for the Hummer brand. I uh, used to race with them in Baja, and I still know a lot of the engineers from Hummer are the ones working on Colorado CR2 today. So I've done my part to sh sort of try and get the Hummer story in there when I can. You did, and I've, right. you did, and I've heard it a couple times, right. so I appreciate it. Right. <laughs> so like I think most of your listeners, I start out hating the jingles. And now I freaking love them. I love them. It just took me a little time for them to grow on. Hold on, though. I told you since day one, I love the jingle since day one. And you're like, what is wrong with you? But I was always a fan. Just keep the mounted parameters and the five stars going. We're good. <laughs> you guys also need to stop messing with 24-year-olds. We all like listening. <laughs> that, that's all Jay right there. That's all lightning. That's all lightning. We all like the old stuff. It's fine. That's why you listen to a podcast. We can pause it and go look it up. It's fine. I, I actually enjoy it. I'm 25, All right. but I, I really do enjoy it. All right, here. Fall guy, yes or no? Uh, yes. All right, no! That's nine. That's nine in the whole Nine column. to zero, yeah. <laughs> well, it was great to meet you guys in person. This is fantastic. Uh, I'd like to go have a beer if you want to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a nice hot day. We don't have bosses, so like whatever. Wait, who's paying? Right? Oh, bye. All right, I'm in. We're all in, yes. On the count of three, five stars. One, two, three. Five, five stars! All right, Truck Show Podcast, we're here with Gary at Fabtech. Now, Gary, what is the latest and greatest? What's going on with Fabtech? What makes you the hip, cool cat in the uh, off-road expo? I think the newest thing is going to be these bypass shocks we're building. It's time to kind of break the norm. And internal, get, external, what are you yeah, doing? External bypass, and uh, this is kind of the debut of them here. So we got some over on the Raptor, but obviously being a podcast, we can't see those. But uh, check out our we, website. We can, share, we can share photos. We've got socials at Truck Show Podcast. But uh, watch our website, fabtechmotorsports.com, and got some exciting stuff coming out. So wait, let's talk about the Dirt Logic stuff. When did you guys bring Dirt Logic in house? What year was that? A decade ago or less? Dirt Logic has always been in house uh, once we started that branding. Um, so that was probably 04, right in that time frame. Okay. And uh, was that a big endeavor? Because that was that scary, or like it's time to do it, time to grow. I think the scary part is is who you're going to be when you do shocks. And you know, we decided to do something a little different than everybody else when we went to a stainless steel body and the nitro carbide rod. So yeah, it's not really scary. It's about having you know that niche 
in the market, and I think we've done a great job with it. And I think the bypasses are just going to lend favorably to the same thing. Bypasses are awesome. I hear a lot of people that they're very pleasantly surprised. You know, they didn't expect Fabtech to probably ever do shocks. And when you did it, they're like, oh my God, these things are amazing. Yeah, I mean, we've had great success with them. And to be able to do them in-house and control every process of manufacturing makes a really big difference. And How I, big is the team that builds these shocks in-house? Well, there's probably 98 employees today. So with the machine shop and everything else we're doing, you know, I don't know who's doing what and where, but between the machine shop <laughs> and everything else, can you stop taking pictures at the same well, time? I know. It's very distracting. I'm, very, I'm, I'm uh, multitasking. Holman doesn't understand that we'll be doing the show and he's taking photos and it's super distracting. And what he doesn't realize is once I see that little camera go on, my tongue you gets freeze. really <laughs> jacked up. So right? stop doing that. <laughs> okay, so we're looking at the shocks. And uh, what do you think of the show? Is it a good turnout this year? Yeah, this is a good show. And we like it. It's close to home. And this is grassroots California. I mean, California desert. These people know what they're looking at. They know what they're riding on. And we love coming out here and finding out what's going on. And it's hey, good to see our peers, too. I have a question for you. So we've got this kind of long-standing dialogue and it's hard for us to know what people think from Missouri to Florida about off-road. And we love it here. We, we don't, we kind of have to strike that balance. We just, we're talking to some other listeners of the podcast and they're like, ah, well, screw the guys. Well, they didn't really say it's no, good. They're they like, it, it, but they understand that it is something that's huge in Southern California that really bleeds into Nevada, maybe into Texas, and then it kind of peters out. So how are you guys sales-wise for your equipment elsewhere in the country? Great. I mean... Texas is a huge truck market. So you got to kind of follow the truck market and see what it's doing. Yes, what a truck looks like in Florida, where there's no mountains to go wheeling, is a lot different. We might see 24 or 26 inch wheels, but it still has so maybe a. Gary is proving my point. The discussion we had in the last episode, where people just like cool trucks. Doesn't matter if it's not a rock crawler or if it's got big wheels or whatever. Cool. I guess what we're trying to figure out is do people, does a customer who's buying your suspension in Florida relate to chatter and talk about off-roading since they don't really do it? Sure you know? they do. Yes, because I think building a vehicle is an outward expression of someone's internal feelings. I mean, if you're a truck person inside or that Jeep person or whatever it may be, it doesn't matter where your demographics are. It's about who you are and what exactly. you do. Absolutely, I agree with that. And 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 for all the Florida hate mail that we're supposed that we're about to get right now, people in Florida love off-roading. They just it's different than what's out here. It's swampy. It's a beach. It's sand. It's mud. But those guys are absolutely off-roading. So to the Florida people, I apologize for lighting. What are you talking about? I'm not saying that they don't off-road, but it's you not. You just said they don't off-road. Well, they don't off-road the way that we do. It's a they, different. That's your California pompousness coming. Oh, out. you're right. That is California pompousness. Oh my God, that's what he was that's talking, what about. talking so about. So it's me. It's, it's yeah. been me the whole time. It's you. What an. I am. I'm the one trying to be nice to everyone in the Midwest and East Coast, and it turns out that I'm the culprit. Yeah, it's, it's all you. This it's sucks you. to be me right now. Gary, yeah, uh, I would agree. <laughs> Gary, hey, thanks, wait! Thanks for joining us and helping us uh, walk uh, lightning through that. I think once yeah. he went through the steps and figured out that you know he can admit it, uh, we can get him help. This is a 12-step program, isn't it? And we've gone through nine of the 12. No, you're on three. Ah. <laughs> So we're uh, literally just walking by, and we just had our uh, interview with Gary Wifter over at Fabtech, and we hear behind us, the truck, show the truck. I mean, <laughs> who is I it? didn't know who that was, I just, because I was paying attention to Gary at the time. It's our friend Ted Monkier who uh, just showed up, and uh, you know, they compete a little bit with the uh, Fabtech guys, so I think he was trying to interrupt the interview on purpose. Because he's with Procom, you see. It was not industrial sabotage. <laughs> happened to be walking down the aisle, however, uh, the Fabtech guys may not like us being in their booth since we just beat them to market with our new 2019 Ram. Oh, snap! Hey, and, uh, and Ted brought his son, Jack, who is an avid Truck Show podcast listener. I think if you remember the uh, the Ted Moncure episode, he was talking about his son always listening to the show and being a big fan. So, Jack, awesome to meet you. How old are you? I'm 13. Young and into it. Love it. So, how much off-roading you do with the uh, with the old man over here? Um, well, I've co-driven in the race car. I ride dirt bikes a lot. Um, I just try to get out and off-road as much as I can. Will you be my dad? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, we're taking adoption uh, lists right now. Yeah, I'm gonna, I've got a 40-year-old part of the family I now. Want, I just want to be his uh, his carpooler for work. I oh, yeah, yeah. That's well, because like. he, he flies he to work. Flies to work. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Ted, I don't think that we've talked since then. Um, your episode had some of the most listener email that we've had to date. Everybody was super stoked about your story from TRD and how it parlays into the aftermarket. And uh, they're writing us saying, what do you mean? He, I thought he took a plane to work. I didn't realize he was literally flying to work. I actually flew here. Jack and I flew here from Long Beach today. 
because it was only 10 minutes to fly over <laughs> and land at Brackett and then Uber over to the show rather than spend an hour in traffic. Now, I have told, I've, I have heard that uh, Brackett Air Base here in Pomona is super sketchy to land. No, it wasn't too bad at all. It's really not that bad. But you do, it is low right where the drag strip is. There's some really high uh, power line stuff. And so you're down low over the fairgrounds. Plus, we were trying to take a picture of the 4WP10 over here. <laughs> but then I was like, whoa, we're a little bit low and there's these power lines. So I need to, you know, flare a little bit to make sure we don't hit the power line. So yeah, I so, see that so that you land, you, when you're at the Auto Club Raceway, it's the quarter mile strip yeah. here that you guys have all seen on TV before if you watch uh, NHRA Drag Racing, and there'll be planes landing over this thing all the time, and you're only like, what, 200 feet over the racetrack. Yeah, exactly. You're about 200 feet. I was looking down going, how tall do you think that power line is? Maybe 150? <laughs> yeah. So have you uh, walked around the, the show a little bit? What do you think? I love seeing like the interesting four link setups and stuff. Just looking at like every little like um, we're looking. I forget who, but we're noticing different things like how the shocks are farther forward on the links. And just trying to figure that stuff out. It's just a lot of fun. A lot of interesting. Are you uh, you have fun in your geometry class? Um, don't tell me you're getting a C. I'm three weeks in, so I don't have enough bad grades. Here's the deal. Here's the deal Ted. <laughs> Having an engineer for a dad who's into that. He can never, ever come up with the excuse, well, I'll never use math, why do I need it, Dad? So you're good there. You, you, you can see how it's applied. So I think that as a parent, that's pretty cool. Exactly. That's what we do all the time. We've had discussions about <laughs> diameter when he bought the wrong size tire for the back of his mountain bike and he couldn't pop wheelies anymore. <laughs> we got to have the whole discussion about gear ratio and why math is important. So he's learning. I need to send my kids to your house because they don't know how the, the, well, how the gears well, or anything work on, on a bike. Know, honestly, you should probably go to Ted's house. I really hey, should. As long as he's adopting you, he should probably help you with math. <laughs> do you have to do tutoring if I adopt you? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all I good. I'm, no, I'm going to hire a hot blonde to tutor me at your house. There you go. Now that well, is well. why we are going to be, I'm adopting you because <laughs> we have. He also comes with a kegerator. Outstanding. <laughs> That's something we need. All right, it's a party. I actually told my team, you know, so not to plug Pro Comp suspension, but uh, we, we won on the Ram 1500, first to market with a six-inch lift kit, and we are in competition on the 2019 Chevy with everybody in the industry, Fabtech, Rough Country, everybody else. And I told my team, if we're first to market with the best uh, six-inch six kit for a 2019 Chevy and the Ram, then I'm going to go ahead and buy a kegerator. And uh, so I've got people motivated, and hopefully we'll we'll get that shot. Looks like looks like we're doing a live episode from his office. Well, what was good about that is the uh, the reward was afterwards. They're not kegeratoring it now while they're designing <laughs> right. it, right? Okay. So. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Only after work hours. <laughs> Who are we with? Mel Wade from Offered Evolution. And uh, and Evo Manufacturing, and you guys may remember Mel Wade from having the uh, probably the most viral uh, King of the Hammers full frame JK racing video ever. So it was, wait, explain the video to me. I don't recall seeing that one. No, Mel, Mel can do it. It was pretty awesome. I was uh, king and hammers a couple of years ago. We, we run a full body uh, Jeep and uh, I overshot the turn. We rolled over uh, and got lucky, landed on its wheels and uh, finished a qualifying lap. <laughs> so, so as a kid, if you ever had your, uh, your remote control Jeep or something like that and you hit the curb too hard and it went back on itself and then you applied the throttle and the wheels like winged it back, you know, upright. Mel did that in a real Jeep in a real race and kept going. Yeah, so. it was a, one of those things you mess up, but it, but it got caught on camera, so it was, it was cool. But, uh, yeah, luckily no, nothing nothing really broke. Pretty pretty bad hard rollover, but uh, got lucky all the wheels. wheels did you, were you scared? I was more upset, and I was uh, a little... You little, know how angry yeah. he was from the throttle afterwards. <laughs> if you have a chance, go to YouTube. The video's all over YouTube. It's, what, are, what are we searching for? Uh, look for Mel Wade, King of the Hammers Jeep Roll, and okay. it, it'll come up. Now, does it feel weird or odd that you're known for that now, that you're like Insta-famous? Oh, yeah, Instagram-famous. That's, that's always pretty cool. But, yeah, uh, you really see it when I have my Jeep out, out and around. You know, people are like, yeah, I see. I think I've seen that one on, on the video. But uh, it's always pretty cool. But uh, we do a lot of other stuff also. So we actually manufacture those same parts that we raced with and rolled over with. So and you get that same products on your daily driver or weekend warrior vehicle. And you guys uh, were one of the first to build up a JL, and you have – 
how many <laughs> tens of thousands of miles on it, and where have you gone in it so far? Yeah, we've already been all the way up to the Arctic Circle. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we got to go on a trip called the Alcan 5000, which was 5,000 miles from uh, Kirkland, Washington, all the way up into Fairbanks and beyond. So we got to do that about a, uh, I would say a couple, about a month ago. Uh, so that's a long ass trip. I drove from LA to Fairbanks, up yeah. and back the Alcan Highway, and that uh, that is a long, very very cool trip. Yeah, it was quite a, quite a bit. We did a little over 10,000 miles in about 14 days. And what time of year? Uh, it was uh, summer, so it was, it was August. So, it was oh, yeah. about a so, so word to the wise, do not do that drive in December, no, which is no, when no. I did black ice <laughs> the whole way. Yeah, it's icy up there. I got to, I've got had an opportunity to get up, uh, up there in the wintertime, and uh, super cool. Holy, totally different element with all the uh, ice roads up there. So how did the JL do on that trip? Uh, awesome. I haven't had any issues with the JL. It's a in my opinion, it's a really, really good platform. Uh, Jeep just really stepped it up. Everything that we wanted on the older vehicles, they made better. Uh, and then with little minor enhancements, you can have a really good capable trail rig or uh, daily driver. So it's a, it's a great vehicle. What are you guys known for? What uh, kind of your, your your rise to fame in this industry? I don't know about rise to fame, but um, I, I do appreciate that. We kind of specialize in more of the hardcore uh, usable vehicle. Uh, we've done a lot of stuff with Jeeps, a lot of stuff with the magazines, a lot of stuff with the uh, different medias. But uh, big, big high profile builds. We, we're a custom shop also. And, and uh, years, years back, instead of just doing custom stuff, we started to uh, actually manufacture parts so we could duplicate and, and, and get parts all over the world. So we've, uh, we have parts uh, and vehicles on uh, every continent except for Antarctica. So so Mel is sort of known for his uh, double throwdown, which is this uh, really killer kit on a, on a basically a JK. I'm sure you'll have it coming out for the JL too. And it allows you to have 14 inches of rear wheel travel without cutting through the body at all with a cantilever rear shock ah. setup. So you have bypasses and coilovers. I met Mel when I was the uh, tech editor at Four Wheeler looking for a local shop. And uh, Mel's always been gracious. He's uh, built up my Jeep, um, run a ton of his parts over the years on my personal vehicle and other ones. And uh, just amazing family business, great guy, awesome racer. Just uh, I've seen him blow up from literally being a one rack shop <laughs> renting in the back of a building to having a massive building and a massive presence at Evo Manufacturing, Offered Evolution. And, you use King Shocks. You're like one of King's biggest customers, aren't you? Yeah, we've been doing we've been dealing with King and the King's family for uh, for years, and and uh, they're great great family company. Uh, a few years back, we were the biggest. Now they sell to other people, but we we do a lot of business through them. We we uh, co-branded with them on all of our suspensions. We're one of the only companies that will actually engrave uh, onto the shock uh, offered evolution for us, and uh, it's a great great partnership. Have you ever been approached by another manufacturer trying to steal your your business away? Oh, yeah. well that's that's the nature of the beast. There's a lot of people out there with no ideas <laughs> and uh, you know just just clone it and no copy. No ideas and a lot of money. Yeah no ideas a lot of money and just clone. Uh, the, the fortunate thing about it the general public uh, inherently will see knockoffs and, and, and cheesy stuff and and uh, you know I don't have a whole bunch of marketing dollars in this blue collar family company. We go out there we test it we run it we prove it we use our stuff and it's great for the general public. So how do people find you online? Uh, OffRedEvolution.com and EvoManufacturing.com, and then we also have our Facebook pages uh, with the same thing. So uh, Evo, Evo Facebook page and uh, Evo Shopix. Thanks for uh, letting us take away from your uh, regular customers who are actually paying you to be on our stupid little podcast. <laughs> and, uh, we'll thank, thank you guys. Nice talking with you. Appreciate it. What's your name? My name's Mike. How long have you been listening to the uh, Truck Show podcast? Probably about the last month. Last month? Oh, so you're a newbie. So yep. Just we, we've got them. 30 episodes. How many have you listened to? All of them. I started, oh, at, the, you started binge at the beginning and then binge listened at work, so everybody right. at work listened too. Awesome. Where do you work? I work at a company called Aronson Manufacturing here in Van Nuys. Right on. What's your, uh, what's your favorite thing about the podcast and your least like thing about the podcast? Uh, well, there's nothing not to like. Yes! Oh, <laughs> I like oh, wow! <laughs> Can I hug you? <laughs> that was uh, a nice hug, actually. Visually, they yeah. are, they're actually hugging right yeah. now. It's a, it's a warm embrace. Uh, it's very tight and uh, lingered just a little too long, I think. It's been over for 30 seconds, that hug. All right. Okay. He's, just, he's just upset he didn't get one. That's what it is. Bring it in, big guy. Bring it in, big guy. Oh, nice. That was a manly <laughs> hug right there. Oh, yeah. You guys are awesome, man. I've been trying to catch up this whole time. Just wanting to get here to meet you guys. Now, does he force you to listen to the Truck Show podcast? I've not listened to it yet, but I'm going to start. I don't believe you. Well, I'm going to listen to at least one of them. He told me about one of them, but I haven't listened to any Ooh, yet. Which one? Which one? I don't know. Probably the one with Gil Banks. Oh, you like the Gala show? Yeah, I'm waiting on an episode for trailering, the and working on that. Old man with the two kids. With the what? 
There was an older dude uh, talking to uh, Holman and Stryker, like just listening to his story. Oh, that hurts me. That hurts me. It's lightning. See? Oh, Same God. radio station, different guy. I'm so, so sorry. Stryker's also got a high voice, but he drives a Prius and I drive a manly truck. I'm so sorry. Where's the Rock Crusher here? The Rock Crusher's not here. Uh, the wrap has been removed and it's up for sale. Oh, I didn't know it was up for sale. Most people don't know that. I, I don't think I. probably market that then. Yeah. Well, no, because I, I, it's not officially up for sale yet. It will be. It's being prepared right now for sale. Yeah. Okay. What, uh, That's good. Can I ask you a question then, Lightning? What truck are you replacing it with? That's going to be, we're going to take the Truck Show Podcast listeners on an adventure as Lightning buys a new truck. Oh, really? Are you still looking at doing the Ford? Might like, be. He's a listener. You see, see that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I love that well, Super well, Duty. I'm telling you. Really? What's, are you going to go with the 2500 or the two? I will go with a, I, I will go with the 2500 because I have a boat that I'm restoring. Uh, 36 foot Hallett. So it won't, yeah, I can't just get a 1500 as much as I'd love to. Uh, I've got to go big boy diesel, and I am looking at the F-250, but I'm not 100% sold. So I'm going to take everyone with me as we make this buying decision. Well, that's awesome. We're looking forward to the adventure with you. Lightning buys a truck. We need to have a jingle for that. If it's as good as the email one, then I'm all for See? it. See? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's, well, it's one of show, my show him your Show him your dance. You're inboxing him up. Well, that's the that's the head move right there. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes yeah. he gets up and he he's got the hips swaying the whole thing. Yeah, he does robot. the robot. Yeah, he'll do the little robot for you. So we're not getting the full dance here. I can't do it without hearing the music. Uh, otherwise, I feel like I'm just con- you know disconnected from uh, from it. Well, I appreciate you coming through. Love meeting you. It's awesome seeing you guys in person. You know, putting faces to the voices. It's great. Five stars on the count of three. One, two, three. Five stars. There, there it is. is. <laughs> Holman, what is the deal with all these UTVs now? I get it when I was at Sand Sports Super Show a couple weekends ago. It, it is what it is. It's sand, sports. You don't really yeah, you take You know what you're going to get, You right? know what you're going to get. But here, Off-Road Expo, okay. there's an entire hall full of brand new for sale UTVs. I think the least expensive one has got to be $22,000. Did you see the uh, four-seater that looks like it has about a 200-inch wheelbase? It's like, where do you park that? What kind of trailer do you put no, in? No, I did not see one. Oh, my God, dude. It's right over here, and it is so long. Like, it's longer than a Tacoma. At that point, it's not even a UTV anymore. It's a car. Well, I mean, they're almost getting to be a car. And the prices, I could get a used Jeep Wrangler and wheel that not need a trailer or tow rig for the price of a new UTV. It's crazy. I don't know what all you people are doing out there with your UTVs, but um, I, I sort of get it. But at the same time, I don't get is it, it. Is it just like you could have bought a Tahoe, but you bought an Escalade? You didn't really need an Escalade, but you wanted the bling. You know what I mean? You wanted to pull up in valet, just like you pull into, you know, no, when you do glamorous or whatever, yeah. and you want to look badass. You spend the extra money to look badass. I, I and that's why you buy the, the $35,000 side by side. Yeah, but you need the whole thing to tow it and haul it over, and it's not street legal, except for like places in Arizona where you can get away with it, stuff like that. Listen, I just... I feel like, is it is it 2003 all over again, where guys yes. are just construction workers are making so much yes. money that it's like a blue-collar explosion? I, I believe that has something to do with it. Here's what I want to see. If the lowly golf cart has turned... By the way, Blue Collar Explosion is playing... Yeah, uh, are they playing Coachella? Yeah, not, no, they're playing the Warp Tour. <laughs> are they playing the Warp Tour? All right, speaking of things that are warped, if if today's UTV is a, is a expression or a, um, a uh, evolution of the golf cart, what do you think golf would look like if your UTV was the new golf cart? It would look like the Bronco golf cart we just saw in the parking lot. Okay, that thing was rad. I'm not going to lie. That thing was badass. A, a Bronco golf cart being pulled by an early Bronco matching paint jobs. It looked like a what? Like a, like a three-fifth scale or something like that? Well, what year was that Bronco? That was cherry. That was gorgeous. I didn't, I didn't look, but it was uh, early Bronco, so late 60s, early 70s. And it was two-tone, so it was kind of a uh, candy, light baby blue and gold, wasn't it? It was just awesome. I, I stared at that thing for a while, and we took a picture, threw it up on Your our- eyes were watering. I was just sad that somebody could do own that, and I couldn't. <laughs> Holman, what kind of beer am I getting you? Uh, I would take a Hefeweizen if they have that. Ooh, that is a good call. Now, do you like uh, want an orange in that? Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of fruit in my liquor, but... Oh, good. Oh, yeah, good call, because I don't like it. That was kind of a trick question. Yeah. Had you said, yes, I want an orange, I would have smacked you with a microphone. I, I saw you, uh, you know, reaching back and recoil. <laughs> uh, no, I, I enjoy a, a hot day like today. I enjoy a nice Hefeweizen. It's good. It's a good summer brew. Although, you cannot smoke a cigar here, which would be awfully nice to be able to do. We were just outside, and they were smoking cigs. Just not a cigar. Yeah, that's totally different. I, well, why? I, What's the difference? It's weird. I don't like the smell of cigarettes. I love a good cigar. 
But uh, no, no. I mean, what's the difference? Why do they not allow cigars here? Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm standing. Well, I mean, we're inside at the beer booth right now, and I'm, <laughs> I'm an outside idiot. Oh yeah. Well, I, I guess I could do that outside, but the, you know, I don't want to hang out with my cigar with the cigarette smokers. It's not the same. Those aren't no, my it's people. Not. No. <laughs> All right, Holman. So I need to go back to work over to the bank's booth, and uh, you need to go get interviews for us. I am ready for this assignment because I'm going to go out and I'm going to talk to all my friends. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> all right, so you go get interviews, and I'll hey, tell you hey, later. Hey, I need the recorder. Hey, oh, yeah, you do need the recorder. Here you go. I can't do the interview if I don't have the recorder. All right, you take this. All right, uh, so this is awesome because now Lightning's walking away, and I can do whatever I want. So here we go. Hey, everybody, this is Holman with the Truck Show Podcast, and I'm standing here at Off-Road Expo in one of my favorite booths uh, with one of my good friends, Shane Kassad from Bilstein. And... Uh, you may remember Shane from one of our earlier episodes talking about uh, shock development and all that good stuff. So what's going on, buddy? Well, we're out here at the Opera Expo. I've been here since it started. I, I just want to say that your booth is awesome because A, you're where all the traffic is and you're inside where it's air conditioned right now. I know, it's great. <laughs> I was just telling my uh, comrades over here that the booth where our booth is used to be the end of the show in the one single hall. I was talking uh, to somebody about that. They were asking if Rick Payway was around. I said, funny story, I first met uh, Rick Payway the very first Off-Road Expo, and it was just in this building. Yeah, <laughs> only half of this building. And it was like, now it's, what, four buildings and outside. It's crazy. So did Rick still have his Birkenstocks? Uh, he was definitely where I think they're Tevas. And uh, I remember mispronouncing his name, and I said, hey, are you Rick Peewee? He's like, wah, Peewee. And I still, to this day, we've been working together like 16 years. To this day, I still give him uh, crap about that. <laughs> Actually, I think I met you, you here at this show. Probably. I think I had my old Ranger, and I was looking for uh, shock solutions. Yeah, the RCD kit. The, uh, the infamous RCD kit. That's where we met. That's where we took, uh, we took the torsion bars off and put coilovers in the front. Yep, and I think that you wanted it on your truck, but our truck was the prototype. Yes, and somehow I did end up getting it on my truck. And uh, anyway, the, the, there's a lot of there's a lot of storytelling that goes. I, after a while, I got you know prototype stuff. You never know, and, and so you have to dial in the geometry and travel. And I remember I got really good at pulling half shafts and making duct tape boots after a while until we dialed all that stuff in. I remember you looking for a drive shaft for that thing in Moab. That you had the long travel kit on it. That might actually be true, also, and because I, I think after I, there's pictures of you and I jumping that thing over a over a road berm, and I yeah. think I actually bent the collar around the uh, the pinion um, in the in the front differential because we hit so hard. So yeah. a good time. So uh, what's uh, what's new with Bill Stein? What do you guys uh, have at the show this year and coming up for SEMA? Well, uh, this year at the show, we have our 8112, 8100 bypass for the Tacoma only. And I had a chance two years ago to drive with you guys all off-road from San Diego to Vegas for SEMA, and it was called Off-Road to SEMA, and oh my God, was that an amazing setup. Yeah, it was 400 miles of dirt roads, like nothing. We probably could have did it in a day if we didn't have a film crew following us. Well, yeah, there was that. We definitely could have bombed. All right, so here's, here's what I will tell everybody who's listening. There's a lot of Tacoma owners out there, and this is your pro tip. Do not go out and buy the TRD Pro. Take the money you would save, go buy a TRD Sport or a TRD Off-Road with the locker on the TRD Off-Road, and then put the Bilstein 8112s, a uh, upper control arm, Devers on the back, and the 8100s in the rear, and go blow away really almost, almost Raptor quality in terms of travel, ride comfort. I remember when we were testing that setup, we were paralleling trucks along the, I think it was the 10 or the 40? I-10. I-10. Big rigs are going 65 and we're going 75 over whoops, paralleling the freeway. Yeah, and we were all scared. <laughs> it was awesome! <laughs> Wes, our uh, test driver, was just scaring the shit out of us. But you know what? It soaked it up like, dude, he hit some stuff where you're like, Oh my God, they're still alive. There were a few times it was a clincher and it goes dunk dunk and we're like looking at each other like, oh my God, that was awesome. I remember uh, Wes uh, let me drive for probably a couple hundred miles. And uh, I mean, we're doing 80 miles an hour through the desert. Wes is in the front seat. He's not saying anything. At the end of the day, I go, hey, well, how'd I do? And he goes, well, you only scared me once, but you saved it. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, but this is the first year that we've had it at Off-Road Expo as far as being able to buy it. And we have a cutaway. So we're showing people the technology inside, the hydraulic pump stop inside, the hydraulic rebounds. Which is awesome because you don't have to do any welding. It's a bolt-in setup, and you don't have to do any external bump stop. It's all included inside the shock. It's a great upgrade. I can tell you from firsthand experience, I'm stoked that it's finally out on the market for people to enjoy because having been in a truck with that setup, I was blown away with the quality. 
Yeah, it's really cool because it's like, it's an expensive shock, but it's also easy. Like if you got a hydraulic bump and welded it onto your frame and then got a bypass, that's complicated and even more expensive. This packs all that into just one package that bolts right on. So for those of you who are listening who have to lease a truck and then return it, uh, this is a really awesome option for uh, for a reversible high quality suspension that you can just absolutely go rail on in the desert. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty awesome setup. Right on. Well, uh, hopefully you guys have a lot of foot traffic. Looks like the booth is incredibly busy right now. Thanks for uh, being on the Truck Show Podcast. Thanks, John. Hey, this is Holman with the Truck Show Podcast, and I am walking around Off-Road Expo here in Pomona, California, and who comes walking by? The one and only Ian Johnson, the man with the best hair in off-roading. It makes me taller. I'm 6'1 <laughs> with that hair. So here's what's cool. We're talking We're, we're talking uh, with one of our friends, Shane Kassad, who was just on a moment ago. And uh, Ian says, I love the podcast. And I'm like, our podcast? <laughs> so uh, you, you listen to our show? Absolutely, man. Yep. I, I think you popped up in one of my feeds once at first because you did a big thing with uh, about the Titan. Yeah. And uh, I've got a Titan. I love my Titan. And so I sort of jumped on and started listening. Yeah, it's, it's a great great show. I love it. What year is your Titan? I got a, I got a 16. XD or regular? Oh, XD. 5-liter Cummins. All right. And how do you like it? I love it. I've got, I put 40,000 miles on it in one year. And uh, I love it. I, I came out of the 6.7 Ram to get into that truck. I uh, thought I'd try it for a little while, see if I liked it. And uh, the price point was right because yeah. I, I think I got out the lot for like forty grand. Oh my god! I mean, handing it out, but the interior is awesome. It's super quiet. Does that, you know it's the perfect replacement for the guy who has the 05 Silverado Duramax and is looking for a new truck but doesn't need nine hundred pound feet of torque because they don't have a trailer that big. Yeah, I mean, I tow with it. I'll pull. Uh, I've tow. I basically tow the same stuff I towed with my six seven. I notice very little difference. I, the springs in the back are a little softer, yeah. and I'm going to add some bags in the back so I pull a big enclosed, it'll squat too much. But for something that you're going to drive every day and then tow with, I think it's a perfect truck. All right, so we've established that you're a Truck Show Podcast listener, thank you very much, and you love our presenting sponsor, uh, Nissan, so that's like that's double awesome. What are you doing these days? I know you, uh, obviously you are on TV before, and uh, you've done a lot in the off-road industry. What, what, what are you up to? Well, we started a company, it's called Digital Lug, it's basically a content creation company. What we did is we we are working in the industry, still making what we like to call TV, but we are only distributing it through social media and streaming platforms. So we deal with Facebook, YouTube, and Amazon Prime. We have four shows uh, working right now, Hands on Cars with Kevin Tates. Uh, we're doing Kenny Hawk's uh, new show, Hawk Machines, uh, up out of Pennsylvania. Unofficial use only is a shop up in Michigan we're working with on his new show, and then my show, Big Tire Garage. But we only, uh, we only feed, they're all designed to be watched like on your phone, mobile delivery, basically for people who, like us, who are always doing something and don't have time to watch TV. It's sort of like the uh, automotive content for the short attention span. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, what we do is, when you think about it, when you watch a TV show, there's gonna be like, when, you, when most of us are from traditional television, so we know the model. So the model always is, in a half hour television show, there's four segments of TV. So what we do is we just said, well, let's break those segments down. So we do one segment of TV every week, it's three to five minutes long, and because we're partnering with, with sponsors that'll basically, we use their social media platforms to distribute it, there's no commercials. It's one build start to finish. It's real automotive how-to. There's no fake drama. It's like you're watching one vehicle get built from start to finish in five minute chunks. Love it, man. That's awesome. Congratulations on the new venture. And uh, is there anything you love or don't love about the podcast? What, what can we do better or what do you love? Man, I don't know. I love all of it. See, I listen to podcasts when I'm driving Yeah. and I'll just like binge watch. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I'll binge through like, you know, if I haven't listened in like three or four weeks, I get on a trip, get on an airplane, listen to all of it and then get caught up. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I love everything about it. So I wouldn't change a thing, man. Maybe more Ian. More Ian. Hey, would you like to be on sometime? I would love to come on the podcast. Sometime. All right. Well, we can definitely do that. Uh, we record out of Santa Ana, California. If you're in town, yeah, let me know. We'd love to uh, love to have you on. Are you for the jingles or against the jingles? Oh, man. I'm going to say I'm for the jingles because they're fun. All right. I like it. I like it. Well, thanks for uh, carving out some time here at Offroad Expo. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, brother. Hey, everybody. This is Holden with the Truck Show Podcast, and here I am at the uh, Off-Road Expo here in Pomona, California, and I am walking down the uh, the aisles, and what do I see? I see one of our uh, Truck Show sponsors, Decked, and uh, Julian, right? Yes. So I, I look at Julian, and I said, whoa, look at this setup. You guys have probably one of the coolest setups. It's this trailer that's uh, basically cut into fourths, and each one has a different truck bed, 
with your product in it, and uh, that way people can kind of see what it would look like in the back of a truck. Yes, so we wanted to make sure that we got the point across. So we got a Dodge, a Chevy, a Tacoma, and a Ford Transit, and we put it in a trailer and uh, go across the U.S. and show it off. So is your job basically taking this trailer from place to place and showing off the deck product to anybody who uh, will listen? Yes, <laughs> that is exactly what my job is. So this is really cool because, it, again, it shows the, uh, the Tacoma bed, the Ram bed, the Chevy bed, all installed with your deck products in it, as well as the back half of a transit van inside a trailer. What, what kind of response does this get? I mean, this is really awesome to see all the different ways you can use the deck products. Well, the biggest uh, response that we get is, wow, oh, how'd you get that in there? <laughs> I always respond, you can do a lot with a chainsaw and a, and a forklift. <laughs> Don't fear the sawzall, my friends. That was one of my first uh, lessons in fabrication. Don't fear the sawzall. <laughs> so uh, how many different shows do you guys go to a year? So this year we did about 18 shows and counting. Um, and we're gonna do a few more before SEMA. Um, so yeah, usually around 18 to 20 shows. Wow, and then what's the response been for people? Are, are they familiar with the brand or is this usually a brand new experience when they come across your trailer? You know, so we've just uh, pushed out a few commercials on TV um, and that's really, really gotten out uh, a lot of brand awareness for us. So at, to believe it or not, in January, uh, we were at the King of the Hammers and guys were like, oh, what is this? And now they're like, oh, decked and they're coming up to us. Oh, it's awesome. So a lot more people are knowing who we are now. Very cool. Well, the setup is awesome. As you know, we love the product. We appreciate you guys being a partner in our podcast and hope uh, this is a great show. Thank you. Thank you. You can check us out at deck.com. All right. And I believe your social is at Deck USA? Correct. All right. We'll take some pictures. We'll put them up at Truck Show Podcast. Thanks so much, Julian. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Holman with the Truck Show Podcast and with me today is my friend Jim McGean from Dynatrack. And so you guys are well known for making axles and a lot of other parts for Jeeps and pickup trucks. And uh, how's your off-road expo going today? Hey, the expo's going great. So uh, it's a well-attended show. You know, if you're into off-roading, uh, this is the place to be. I, I don't think there's really another show like it. I mean, there's great shows, but nothing as focused on off-road as this is. Yeah, this is almost, we're about, what, a month away from SEMA, and this is kind of a, a great place where a lot of manufacturers come and sort of test some of their SEMA displays and wears out before the big event. Yeah, that's right, and we're kind of doing that too. So we have our new Endurosport lift kit for the new JL here, and so there was a lot of, well, should we wait for SEMA and do an announcement? And, and we decided, no, no, let's just do this, because uh, we have other products we can announce at SEMA, but you know, this is an important one, and we wanted to get it out there. Yeah, your people are definitely here right now. And if I am looking at the correct Jeep, is this the one that I helped uh, you guys out with by, uh, by driving during your development process? It is, Sean. This is the Jeep that, uh, I mean, if you'd have vetoed our lift <laughs> kit, man, I'd have been disappointed. We'd have had to go back to the drawing board, but thankfully uh, you gave us good marks. Yeah, no, it, it, it's awesome. Um, I believe you guys are uh, fitting, is it 35s on this one? Yeah, this car's got 35s on it. We have put 37s on it, tested them. Um, Right now, this is a, a, a Sahara, so the fender line is right. lower. The Rubicon, as you know, has a higher fender line, and that'll swallow 37s, no problem, with this lift kit. So yeah, I, I have to say, I was really impressed. Obviously, it was during your development process, so not everything was fine-tuned, but you gave me the, uh, the Jeep for a few days and uh, was blown away with the capability, the ride comfort, while still you know very civilized, very refined, and I think it's one of the more exciting, because it's, it's, it's a uh, simple kit in terms of parts, you don't have to do any welding or, or, or crazy cutting, but not simple in terms of execution and the, the product that you're using on it. And, that, and that's a lot of the feedback we're getting from customers too, is they look at it and they go, wow, this is, looks like a simple kit. And that was exactly what we set out to do. And a lot of our new customers that are buying this lift kit really like that feature. It's easy to install and you get to keep a lot of those uh, factory components that have literally millions of dollars in development <laughs> and testing right. in it. So, you know, there's a, as you know, in our industry, a lot of people change out parts and go backwards, and we did not want that. So, uh, in order to achieve the ride quality, the simplicity, and the serviceability, we decided to keep the kit simple. And Dynatrack is more known for your brake kits, your hub kits, axles, things like that. This is your first foray into really getting into suspension. Yeah, it is, and uh, you know, one of the reasons we did it was lots of customers asked us to do that. Um, a lot of people had their experience of lift kits with JKs or other vehicles, and and wanted something. And I think you can relate to, you know, 
when I was like in my 20s, I mean, to have a, a big bad four by, I'd put up with almost any <laughs> sacrifice, right? But most people don't do that. So when you're driving it to work every day, and your wife is driving it, and your your teenage daughter's driving it, and you go on long vacations with it, you know, comfort's kind of nice, so well, why not keep that? Especially with uh, today's vehicles, the base vehicle is so good, you don't really want to go backwards, and you guys are uh, putting in the effort, in, in not just the lift kit, but in all your products, to, to really give that reliability and comfort while giving the capability, and you guys also, especially on your axles, have a, a, an amazing warranty, an amazing quality, everything's made in the USA. Well, thanks, Sean, I appreciate that. You know, I, a lot of people, there's a, a warranty is one of those things where it's only as good as the company that stands behind it and the company that services it. And so when a customer calls up, when he's got a problem, well, hey, we're here to help you. So whether it's your fault, our fault, or nobody's fault, we're here to help you. Well, I appreciate you carving out some time here uh, to, to come on the Truck Show podcast. I know your booth is incredibly busy. You've got a line of people looking uh, at all your new products. So we'll catch up with you at SEMA, and we're looking forward to seeing what Dynatrack has uh, up your sleeve next. Great. See you there, Sean. All right. This is Holman with the Truck Show Podcast, and I'm over here with a good friend of mine, Gary Wright, from uh, Klein Airhorns. And I was just in your old neck of the woods, and you had to tell me where to go get barbecue. I know the barbecue in Fort Worth. So uh, I was just at the Texas State Fair, and obviously I saw our good friend uh, Aaron Kaufman down there, and I had posted on my social, somebody tell me where's some good barbecue in Texas, because it's everywhere. So I wanted like the secret spot that's really good. And so Gary uh, pointed me in the right direction. I had a beef rib that was a pound and a half, Nyman Ranch beef rib. It was $22 a pound. Thing was a monster. So I just wanted to say thank you for uh, for pushing me toward the Brontosaurus ribs that uh, you guys have in the uh, lovely state of Texas. Oh, you're quite welcome, man. Anytime you go there, call me for barbecue. Uh, absolutely. All right. So talk about your uh, your air horns. I know we got a lot of truck listeners like to scare the bejesus out of people uh, or little cars that get in their way or uh, if they're backing up. Yeah, we, we have... We're best known for our air horns and train horns, but we also do onboard air. So if you need to air up tires, run an impact, a lot of stuff like that, uh, you, you got the ability that when I think our real forte is the advent of vehicle specific kits. So it's all bolt on. You're not trying to fabricate or figure out where you're gonna hang those horns. So uh, what popular vehicles do you have kits for today in terms of the bolt on space? Well, we have the Jeep JK about to release the JL. And then we have kits for the new uh, Ram trucks, the, the GM trucks, Ford as well. So we've got all of them covered up through through the 2018-19 model. Oh, I hear a horn uh, behind us right now. Let's let's hear what those sound like. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate it. I I talk to you soon, but I can't hear you anymore. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See ya. Thanks, Thanks Gary. Hey, this is Holman with the Truck Show Podcast, and uh, standing with me right now is Andrew Hoyt. You may remember Andrew from our uh, Milestar Tires episode. He uh, is here in the Milestar Tire booth, and uh, we talked about your new Patagonia MT, and uh, what's, uh, what's new at Milestar? I'm sure you probably sold, I'm guessing, sales up 100% since the podcast? Uh, pretty close, pretty close. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah no problem. Yeah. Uh, we're good. We're great. We've got a new product here. We've displayed our and debuted our brand new UTV tire, the Patagonia SXT. Um, same great product performance, awesome price. Uh, we've got some more new stuff in store for SEMA in just a few weeks. Oh, so we should check back with you at SEMA. We should. <laughs> we've got an, another tread that will debut in the light truck category. That tweener category between an AT and an MT that we're real excited about. So now that the uh, the Patagonia MTs have been out for a while, a little over a year now, is that right? Yep. What is the response been now that you have people who have miles on them and have torture tested them and it's not just your R&D, it's real world feedback? Well, it continues to build momentum because the feedback's been extremely positive. Um, we've got a lot of credible industry folks that have put a lot of beating into them and really trust it. You know, anytime you've get exposed to a new brand, it's always that question of, well, is the quality there? Is the performance there? And we're starting to overcome that hump and you're seeing the, the swell build. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I've started seeing your tires not only all over the show, but on random vehicles out in the wild. Yeah, we're, uh, it's exciting. We're, we're having fun building this thing. Awesome. And so if uh, people want to check out Milestar Tires and the Patagonia MT, where do they go? Milestartires.com. All right, man. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Sean. Hey everybody, this is Holman with the Truck Show Podcast and I'm at the Off-Road Expo in Pomona, California. In front of me at the Metal Cloak booth is my friend Matson Brakey. And Matson, uh, you have some amazing new products for the JL. 
Yeah, you know, we're pretty excited. The, the jail has been out here now, what has it been, like eight, nine months? Hard to keep track of because we've been talking about it for so long. Yeah, right. But we've been at a great time bringing out some products. We've got our fenders now with the incorporated LEDs. We've got our rockers, our rocker. By the way, I don't think we should glaze over that because that, what's really cool is anybody who knows the JL, the premium models, have their running lights in the fender, which seems super silly considering most people rip those off or, or replace them. You guys have come up with a solution where you actually incorporate a white LED strip in your metal fenders, in your armored fenders that mimic the factory ones so you're not losing any functionality if you're going from a premium version of the JL and want to go with an a, a armored fender. That's right, it was really, when we look at it, when you see the JL, like I was, I was driving down, I saw the JL in my rear view mirror and it's so iconic, those lights are so iconic, it really is part of it. In fact, it's kind of funny because our JK customers have seen these fenders with the lights in there and they're saying, hey, we want that too. I'm like, Dude, you got a JK. You just, you just, you just, you just can't. Step do that. up, step up. That this is, this is iconic to that, that model. Sorry. So between that, our undercloak skid plate systems, it's pretty great that we've been able to put together a complete system so you can fully cloak your JL. So you've got everything armor-wise from from the undercloak system, which is a full underbody skid plate. You've got the bumpers. You've got the fenders. You've got the suspension. You literally could outfit an entire JL for what any, whatever anybody wants to use it for. Absolutely, and we even got our what we call. Uh, we we, we kind of like calling our golden diaper, but basically it's a, the rear diff skid, because you know the, that M220 rear, it's got some really important hit That's points. That's the new Dana-style rear axle that is on the uh, the Rubicons, and it's got a couple of, uh, I guess you could say, catch points on it for those who are uh, off-roading. You definitely don't want to peel off your diff cover. Absolutely, right. So we got that, we got the diff cover, we got the FAD skid. You know, I kind of like to say that Jeep gave us new things to protect, and so we did. And it's, there's a lot of great things in this ring. Everybody knows the JL has amazing capabilities and what you can do. You've seen some great videos out there of people using it. Jeep did a lot and they really stepped up in the development of the JL. We're just happy to be able to create some things to go along with it and give people even that much more protection and that much more capability. And you guys have the Game Changer suspension available for the JL yet? That's right. We started out with a three and a half inch. We got the three and a half inch Game Changer, both the six pack edition and the Rock Sport edition. Our two and a half inch is coming out soon. And then of course the two door model, because we started with the Rubicon four door. Two door model, we got a two door in our shop right now doing the R&D. All right, so real quick, let's uh, explain what the six pack is because I think it's such a novel shock design technology. It's not what you would think. It's not your standard tube shock that the majority of manufacturers make. It's really unique to you guys. It's a completely different vision for what shock should be. Can you explain it to our listeners? The reason we got into suspension, we were a fender company and we had the highest clearance fenders. And the backstory basically is that we had this JK and we put our high clearance JK fenders and we couldn't get the tires to stuff. Why? Because your shock was your limiting factor. So the goal was to eliminate that. So ultimately we built the six pack shock. It is literally four shocks set up in two parallel to each other, a patented process where you get this long travel but a compact body. For instance, on the JL we're running a 15 inch travel shock. The compact size of that is 15 inches. So we have basically a 29 inch travel, a total length 29 inches, 15 inches of travel, shock in a stock location. You just don't get that without having this type of technology in there. But that's just one example of the technology we put into our systems. We got the Duraflex joint, we got the Duratrack joint, all patented technology that we've built into our true dual rate coils. So every little individual thing that we've thought about that we've gone and we've learned, you know, we do the CTI tour. You guys have seen that out there. Yeah, out at Moab, you guys have the trailer on the side of the road and then you're doing ramp travel and articulation basically from your hydraulic trailer. Super cool, if you make it out to any of the events where you guys are doing that, stop by the Metal Cloak booth because you'll get a true idea of what the uh, ability of your vehicle to flex is. You basically lift up the, was it the front uh, driver's side and the rear uh, passenger side and that way you can see just how far your vehicle can uh, articulate in a controlled setting. Right, and it's all based on what you usually see out on the trail. That's how our Jeeps are really performing, right? But in doing that, over the years, we've now tested over 5,000 Jeep suspensions, and we've documented it all. So we've learned from that. And part of that learning comes into our technology and what we put into it. So the JL design, the JL suspension, is benefiting from 5,000 tests ahead of it to be able to create something that has made a great daily driver. It's doing incredibly well off-road, and we've just had an amazing experience and great customer feedback on it. So we've had a lot of fun. This has been a great year. You know, we got a brand new rig. Everybody's having a lot of fun with it. We've just been blessed. We've had an opportunity to build some stuff. Awesome. Well, thanks for making some time today. I know you guys have been extremely busy here at, uh, at Off-Road Expo. Hope you have a uh, good rest of your show. 
Hey, thanks for coming out, Sean. I appreciate it. And uh, here we are at the Off-Road Expo, and we are approaching Rory Connell, who is sitting slumped over in a chair right now, typing on his phone while he has a line of customers uh, at his booth. So, uh, Rory, can you explain yourself? I'm answering campaign questions because I'm running for city council. <laughs> so, wait. So you're, you're working on the weekend for your day job, you're, you're still not the mayor of Corona yet, but you're answering questions from the constituency. I appreciate your drive and your ability to multitask. Can you tell my wife that, please? <laughs> she would really appreciate it. <laughs> I will send you the link to this show uh, as soon as it uh, uploads. <laughs> cool, I, I saw a bunch of stickers getting printed at Daily Visual. Where are they? Uh, I have them in my pocket. I am willing to give you some Truck Show podcast stickers if you're willing to promote us uh, endlessly. Done deal. All right, well then here, hold on. I'm now reaching into my pocket. The there you are, bam, on the counter. Awesome, thank you. So uh, how's your show going today? Uh, busier than expected to be perfectly honest with you. Um, hey, we got empty boxes, right? That's good. Man, there are a lot of empty boxes in here. <laughs> you guys need like a 40 yard dumpster of cardboard recycling because of all the empty boxes you have in this yeah, booth. Yeah, actually, yeah, so that's a good thing. Um, empty boxes mean we've moved product uh, and we haven't given any away yet, which this is a very good show to give stuff away because all my friends are dirtbags and they all want stuff for free. Well, that's why I told uh, Lightning that I would handle the interview and keep you legit and not have to give him product because uh, I know if he came over here, he would uh, take off in one of these boxes. <laughs> Although Lightning, knowing how he is, he'd probably take off in an empty box and not know that he, it's like the guy who steals the Amazon package from your porch that you put dog poop in to keep him from doing it again. Yeah, but <laughs> he's the guy that eats the poop though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That is uh, totally true. I only saw him do it once, but you're right. Now I tried to, I tried to block that memory out. It's back. Uh, lightning. You need to explain yourself, uh, Rory. Rory tells me that you were on, sleeping on his motorhome floor at King of the Hammers. You were afraid to use the bathroom. You ate your own poop. Is this true? Uh, I think we're going to sell steady, Betty. <laughs> I think I, I think we've come to the conclusion. If you look outside, my rig's got a boat on it. I brought the only boat to Off Road Expo. I think. I think we're going a uh, rooftop tent for the next year as a family. So he's more than welcome to sleep in the, the tent. Uh, Lightning says that he is uh, restoring a boat. I haven't got any details on it, but I've heard him tell that to a couple people. So how has the uh, the trigger system uh, been received here at Off-Road Expo? For us, it's branding. You know, people don't really know us yet because we're a new product. But every time people see it, they touch it and they feel it, they love it. And then we say, hey, by the way, it's wireless. You don't need to run wires to the firewall. And they're like, okay, shut up and yeah, take my sold. money. Sold. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's my money. Do you think that having a name like uh, Trigger... Uh, millennial, it, it drives millennials to you, or do you trigger them and then they run off? Which way do you think? It, is it better or worse? My brain isn't complex enough to think about those kinds of things, so <laughs> we just sell stuff like Tommy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, you guys have a, a great booth location here in uh, the Offered Expo Hall. In fact, you and I are standing with our back to your booth looking at the old-time ice cream uh, bar booth. Yes, yes. We've been looking at lots of people walk by, but it has been so busy we have not gone and gotten it yet. Uh, but we're hoping they have Dole Whips. Are there Dole Whips here? I don't know. We're hoping. We're hoping. We, haven't, right. we haven't ventured that far yet. All right. Uh, that was Rory Connell here at the AAC Trigger Booth at the Off-Road Expo. And uh, I am going to let him get back to uh, selling his wares. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you soon, my friend. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. All right. Good luck on uh, the mayor of Corona. <laughs> This is Holman with the Truck Show Podcast, and I'm here with uh, Randall from uh, Dana Spicer. Dana and Spicer? Dana, yeah, Dana. <laughs> Spicer products made by Dana. All right, so we are here at Off-Road Expo, and uh, obviously you guys are known for uh, making incredible OE and aftermarket uh, axles and drive lines and drive shafts, U-joints. Uh, I don't think there's anybody out there who doesn't know Dana and Spicer in the truck world. So what do you have going on? You know, we're here at Off-Road Expo and uh, showing off uh, our wares, you know, keeping our keeping up in the face of the public, listening to a lot of customers who come here with ideas and frustrations and, you know, we're here to, to lend a hand and, you know, a couple brain cells here and there that we still have left. Uh, exciting, you know, we're, we're in the Super Duty, the front and the rear now, so people are asking about those new axle models because they see those huge rear ends and they're like, that looks nothing like the old Dana 80 or 70 and it's like, well, because it's not, right? This are those new the technology. new Advantech axles? Yes, so for the uh, single wheel, you've got a 275 and for the dually it's a 300 so that's that's the size of the ring gear so 275 millimeters 300 millimeters those things are big and so by comparison the uh the new rubicon jl is a 210 and a 220 correct yeah 210 front 220 rear the old jl had a 226 so uh even though you know part of the advantech technology is that even though it's a little smaller in diameter which is 
Sydney weight and ground clearance, we've increased the strength. You know, either we hold the strength equivalent, we've actually increased the strength in some parts because of the tooth design, the interface, the offset, materials, you know, all that crazy technology stuff that we think only exists on our cell phones that only are good for a year. Same thing happens in materials and, you know, design. So we're on top of it. That's our game. So when it comes to the new Advantech axles, obviously we talked about they're in jail. Obviously we talked about that they're in Super Duty. Are you guys making aftermarket gears for any of those vehicles yet based on the new architecture? Yeah, in fact, uh, for the JL, we have the full gamut of gears now. I think we're finishing up, so truly we do have them all. So whatever ratio you want, we have, you know, standard up to 538 uh, to re-gear your Rubicon or your Sahara or Sport when you go to the bigger wheel and tire package. Uh, we'll talk about it right now. People are confused with the eight-speed. Um, they think that when they, you know, put the the bigger tires on, they don't need to re-gear. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about that. Have you seen gears, re-gear sales drop off because of the eight-speed? So we know the eight-speed has a lower first gear. And so what that lower first gear allows people to do is put on a bigger tire and not really feel it as much because the transmission compensates for it. However, you're now operating outside the optimal parameters that the engineers set for, so you're putting more wear and tear and heat and other things in the transmission. So the idea is you still probably want to re-gear to get that back to factory performance and less wear and tear, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a serviceable item, right? So, you know, I think that the, the analogy would be ball joints, right? I mean, you think about the JK and the ball joints and people put the bigger wheels and tires on and the ball joints just go to junk. And now there's this whole thing that everybody comes up and says, hey, what kind of ball joints are in that? And it's like, well, you know, that, that was a, it was because you went outside the envelope of the design, right? So even with this eight speed, you're in that same, you're, you're in the same boat that you're going to create so much more heat, right? You're going to have to service it more often. The other thing is, why give up that efficiency of seventh and eighth gear? You know, you're, you're not going to get there, right? So if you re-gear, not only yeah. do you pick up the torque, which, you know, the transmission does a good job of helping that, but you're also going to pick up the efficiency on the top end, right? So you're running down the highway, you're going to get the seventh and eighth gear, you're going to get the better fuel mileage. Yeah, you don't you want, know. depending on the tire size, you could end up putting a 37 on and never hit eighth gear with a new transmission because it just it's it the, it throws the gearing off and you're just got too much tire yeah right you're spinning all these rpms and stuff but you're never getting there yeah. you know i i've had you know some industry guys that are running 37s and you know i've sent them some gears and they're like oh my god <laughs> right yeah. right like this is amazing i, I so, guess the expectation is is that when you lift a put on bigger wheels and tires that there is going to be some sort of trade-off and so you just put them on you go it's good enough the reality is is you could actually re-gear and, and get most of that experience back from stock and be able to use 7th and 8th and get that efficiency from your lifted Wrangler or Super Duty. Yeah, exactly, right, yeah. So that, that's the point. I think that, you know, we're, we're working hard to create good products like we always do, get them out to the market so people can upgrade their vehicles, make them, like you said, you're not losing. You're not, you know, the trade-off isn't as great as it's been in the past. We're able to keep all the whiz-bang, cool efficiency and everything that's been designed into it that you know honestly it helps us i mean we don't we don't need to give that up just because we're going off-road right and nowadays we're driving a lot of these vehicles to go off-road too right so to be able to extend your mileage i mean it's, it all goes hand in hand it's great to not lose those just because we want to go do something different with the vehicle and that's you know that's why we create these products right i mean they're great products they're well designed they're well manufactured and then you're not compromising and you also make a bolt-on axles, your Ultimate Series. Are those out for JL yet? Yes, so the <laughs> Ultimate Dana 60 is out and bracketed for the JL. And you know, at the next off-road, or the next show coming up here shortly. <coughs> SEMA, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, I I'm, must be allergic to shows, uh, off-road and industry shows. You know, there'll, there'll be a certain uh, unveiling of uh, an Ultimate Dana 44 for a JL. So All right, you heard it first on the uh, Truck Show podcast. All right, and uh, I hear that you might have something cool in your booth at SEMA. Are we allowed to talk about that, or do we have to wait till SEMA to to uh, go there? Uh. I think we should probably we should probably wait till SEMA. All right, all right, no, no, we'll we'll, we'll be at SEMA too, so I'm happy to come by. You slipped, you know, I've already slipped one thing out there. So. All right, oh, we'll, we'll take it. So, all right, you heard it here first. There's some uh, there's some new Dana products coming out, but in SEMA in about a month or so on that podcast, we'll make sure to stop by the uh, Dana Spicer booth and we will tell you what Randall and team have up their sleeve. I know what it is. If you email me, I still can't tell you, uh, or if I did, I'd have to kill you. So, all right, Randall, thanks so much for taking time for us today on the Truck Show podcast. Yeah, Sean, thanks. Uh, it's great being your guest, and uh, keep up the good work buddy i appreciate it sir 
can uh, can I interview you really quick? Uh, sure. What can I answer for you? Hi, what's your name? Uh, Lightning from the Truck Show <laughs> Podcast. What are you doing in a bank shirt? Aren't you supposed to be working on our show right now? I have a day job, dude. Well, that's right. You sent me out to do a bunch of interviews. Hey, uh, guess what? Did you actually get any? Okay, I got a ton of interviews. Got some really cool people. Like who? Some really like cool. who? How about Ian Johnson? Remember Wait, from the, the, dude, the dude with the tall hair? Yes, he told me he was 6'1 with his hair. <laughs> Is he like 4'9 without it? Dude, he listens to the Truck Show Podcast and drives a Nissan Titan XT. Wait, 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 hold on. The guy on TV? The guy that builds all the really cool trucks? Yeah, and he's got a new job, so he talks he about it. He listens to us? Yes. No. No, no, no It's no, true, no. he does. No, no, yeah. right up until the point where that's false. Yeah, so, so I got Ian Johnson. I've got uh, some great tire companies. I've got some great suspension companies. So anyway, uh, I, I got him. It's just there's a bunch of great content. I think the thing I'm most proud of is we even had a couple SEMA debuts happen on our show today. What? Explain. Products that are going to be launched at SEMA. We've got a little heads up here on the Truck Show Podcast. So you're saying that these have already happened on audio that I haven't heard because you've been out or, or this, this is future audio. This is future audio because technically while you're listening to this, you've already heard this, but right now in the past where we are currently, you haven't heard any of this, so you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I cannot keep up with what you just said. <laughs> I just trust me. It'll make sense. Just do a good job editing this. I think our uh, listeners are going to love the show. Offered Expo. So, Holman, what do you think? Uh, did we do okay for our first live episode? Our uh, off-road episode? Wait, what are we calling it? Our off-road episode. Yes, off-road episode. <laughs> I, listen. It just sounds like something I would get done at a dermatologist, uh, an exposode. Oh, man. Is that where I took it from? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Hey, listen. Uh, this is our first remote that we've ever been done outside of the studio. And yes, we've done, you know, remote interviews, but never a full show. And this is practice because we plan on giving you guys a ton of SEMA content. It wasn't very good. So, but we know it that. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible, okay. but it wasn't great. So we know that and we'll get better. So this is, we're, we're getting used to this and by SEMA, whoo, you got some good stuff coming. Wait, by the way, SEMA's in four weeks. Do so you think we're going to get that much better at doing these remotes in four weeks? No, I'm lying right to them. Oh, okay, well, hopefully they'll keep listening and believe you. <laughs> the Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh. And a big thanks to Nissan, without whom we would not be doing this podcast. Uh, you definitely need to go check out the new 2018s, which are going on sale because, as you said it earlier, uh, the 2019s are coming out. And it's all about that audio system and that five-year, 100,000-mile warranty is bonkers. Yeah, the, uh, the 2019 Titan is going to be a really nice upgrade. So if you're in the market for a truck, check out uh, your local Nissan dealer. And also, we can't forget our newest partner, Decked, our newest sponsor. If you need a cargo solution for your midsize, full-size truck, or van, Decked has you covered with an amazing drawer system, tie-downs, locking drawer, weatherproof, waterproof, dustproof. I mean... But don't just think that you've got drawers and now you can't use your bed for a bed. Like, you can stack 2,000 pounds on top of this locking drawer system. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have a need for cargo solutions, that's the way to go. So you did not come to Off-Road Expo just to meet Holman and myself. That's, there's no way that that's true. It's absolutely true. What's your name? Scott. Scott, you're a Truck Show podcast fan? Yeah, from episode one forward. I love it. No way. Yeah. Do you have a favorite episode? Uh, the one we did with Gail Banks was uh, awesome. The Aaron Kaufman episode was amazing. Um, Really, I like the, all the vendors you guys bring on because I don't know that much. And when you bring them well, on... that makes two of us then. Yeah, I feel educated <laughs> all of a sudden. It's amazing. I love it. You have no idea how much I've learned. I bet... No, I bet you have. I mean, um, Sean is like a wealth of knowledge, but you bring... You bring the, the knowledge of how to do a podcast to the show. Oh, thank you. That's that's very kind. Yeah. That's very kind. I think I drag it down, but and that he, he keeps us afloat. But I appreciate the uh, the compliment. No, you actually keep him on track quite a bit. <laughs> I love the show. Um, keep making the old school references because guys like me love them. Okay, I'm just look. It's not. I love them too. I bring them up, but my my. You understand my point that I don't want to alienate. You know, a dude in his twenties. Yeah, but it was great when. Um, uh, Sean said, the problem with kids these days. It was uh, no, I was so embarrassed when he said that. He's like, get off my lawn, the problem with kids these days. Are you kidding me that he said that? I was like so embarrassed for both of us. It was amazing. That was said on our show, the problem with kids these days. What is he, 11 I know, what he's only like 35 too, right? Yeah, yeah, he's younger than I am and he's saying, I would never say that. So, what are you driving? 
I drive a 2018 Chevy Silverado 2500 HD. Nice. Which that I probably found I found out through listening to your truck show is probably too much truck for me, but I love it anyway. <laughs> you <laughs> should have the 28. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Well, it's great meeting you guys. Yeah. Who's out here with you? This is my son Caleb. Hey, how's it going? Good. He he was waving as if there was an audience just now. Do you see yeah, that? Like, he held his hand. Yeah, <laughs> there's no one here. <laughs> he's a Subaru guy. But oh, you're a Subaru guy. Yeah. Hey, Autumn. Hi. Nice to meet you. And are you? Did these guys drag you along, or are you into uh, four wheeling? They dragged me along for sure. <laughs> I love the honesty. <laughs> great right. meeting you guys. Yeah. Really appreciate it. I really enjoyed meeting you. All, All right. right, we gotta do we gotta do something really quick. We gotta All do right. five stars. One, two, three. Five stars. Five stars. Yeah. yeah. I got it. yeah. <laughs> awesome.